You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Braves reporter, Mark Bowman. And, Mark, uh, we got to start things off today as we record this. Shortly after the news has come out, Hector Oliveira gets 82 games. Now, that's... um, not not a complete I mean it's 82 games but it goes through August 1st 2016 basically so it gets a little uh like time served so to speak but um what was the was the initial reaction I know the Braves haven't had much to say but just from what you've heard in the Atlanta area was this kind of the expected type of length of suspension that he would receive I do believe so you know we've seen the two previous suspensions this year with Earls Chapman and Jose Reyes uh their suspensions uh, covering less time uh, with Chapman getting 30 and, and, and Reyes essentially getting 51 with, with some of that uh, being retroactive through spring training. I, I do think that, you know, from the start, uh, we understood, you know, first of all, that it, it, this is a, a uh, very serious matter regardless of the uh, what, what transpired, but, but you could tell that, that, that this was going to, to carry a stiff penalty, and Major League Baseball has responded in that manner with, with this 82-game suspension, which, uh, went ret- like you said, the retroactive date was, was placed as April 30th, primarily because of uh, the policy that was put in place where you know, a player can be placed on administrative leave for seven days. That that leave was extended actually two weeks, uh, or to two weeks. So that that's where we got from April 13th to the April 30th date. Uh, he will be uh, allowed to begin working out at the spring the spring training complex on July 15th, um, which you know sets the sets up the possibility that he could be uh, physically uh, ready to play uh, for the Braves maybe sometime in August. But I, you know, as things currently stand, I do not expect to see Hector Oliveira wearing a Braves uniform anymore. I realize that that that, that may be something where you're saying you know. People are reacting to this this situation. Sometimes feelings and emotions uh, will change over time. Well, they they really haven't uh, over the you know nearly two months now that have passed since the incident occurred. So I you know I, I continue to stick with my belief that that the Braves will do whatever they they have to do. Uh, you know, obviously you don't necessarily want to eat that uh, the remaining salary, which would be close to $30 million, but at the same time, I think that uh, uh, the Braves have, have made it clear without publicly speaking that, that they, they do not really have much interest in him playing for their organization again. Yeah, and that being... the big league level especially. Yeah, and that being known, it, it will be difficult for them to, I would think, get much in return or anything like that. It may end up at a point where they just have to give him his release, but that'll be a, a discussion for down the road, certainly. Um, and he hasn't been in the lineup, uh, as you said, for some time, so it doesn't have really a big effect on this team on the field right now as well. As for this team on the field right now, uh, when you look at uh, a game on Wednesday night, Mark, they fall in 13 innings to the Brewers, and, and last time we had the podcast, Snicker had just taken over as manager was right after that it all happened um, with Freddy Gonzalez being relieved of his duty. And Snicker last night, you know, he, <laughs> he usually goes through all of his pitchers basically and then doesn't have much late, right? And that's going to add to uh, them have to make, make some moves here. But this is just uh, kind of, is it on-the-job training, I guess, for Snicker at the big league level, or did he just not expect the game to go the way it went? Well, you know, there that, that went a couple different ways there. That, that was – 
You know, here's a guy who has waited, you know, a long time to be a big league manager. He gets the job. And, they, look, the assignment is not easy. But, when, when, you know, a lot of times the, your manager, the, the, the degree of difficulty is uh, determined by the pieces that you have. And it's, it is not easy to manage this bullpen. You, you, you look at, you know, they, they've gone through basically three different setup men through this first 45 games of the season. They, they, they've tried uh, Jason Grilly there. They've tried uh, Jim Johnson there. They've recently moved uh, Bud Norris, who's, who began the year in the rotation. He's the setup man. They have a lot of situational guys. And what transpired on Wednesday was uh, you basically saw Snicker trying to, to just match up guys. Um, lefties, a lot of these situational lefties, the righties he feels confident righty on righty, well, at the end of the day, he ends up using all seven relievers over the final ten outs. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, I, I, you realize every move, you know, why you was making the move at the moment. It seemed like the right thing to do. But what you're, when you're managing a game, you've got to remember you're also managing, you know, a team that's going to have to play the following day. And, and the lingering effect of what you do that night uh, will have consequences moving forward. And what transpired on Wednesday night was they got to the 10th inning and they had to use their starting pitcher, uh, their, their scheduled starting pitcher, uh, Casey Kelly, uh, for the final four. And then not only are you burning your starter for Saturday, you're also bringing Kelly back with just two days of rest. He ends up throwing 77 pitches on Wednesday night after throwing 81 pitches on Sunday. You know, here's a guy who's coming back from Tommy John. This was certainly not the uh, uh, the right situation and uh, or, or, or a good situation for him to have to be in it. And unfortunately, it, it led to, you know, it simply set the stage for him to be option back. Well, not just because he probably will not be able to uh, even permitted to pitch for another uh, probably week from now. I'm sure the team will shut him down, uh, rest him, and uh, move forward. This, this may open up the door for Aaron Blair to come back and start on Saturday. Um, but, you know, you, you know, you're trying to win a game. And you're doing anything and everything you can to win that game, but but you're you got to remember sometimes when you're managing that particular ball game, you're you're also managing a team, you're managing a season, and, and I think that uh, if they had that to do over again, they, they would have uh, approached some of those bullpen changes on Wednesday night a little bit different. Maybe allowed a you know a righty to face a lefty, kept a lefty in an extra guy longer, you know. It would not have transpired to where they were stuck with basically using Casey Kelly in the manner that they did. Yeah, and I'm sure next time uh, the chance uh, to do such a thing, he'll he'll go at it a different way. Um, and after all that, they they lose the game. It'd be one thing if you did all that and then you end up winning, but they lose on top of it all. Uh, Mark, the the Braves make an interesting trade this week because. The last couple of years, you've been able to trade for draft picks, which is a neat little twist to the draft these days. And the Braves send a couple of young relievers to Baltimore. They get back Brian Mattis and Brian Mattis's contract, and they also get back the 76th pick in the draft, which is obviously a valuable pick for, for a team like the Braves that are in that rebuild situation. Basically, looks like it comes down to they were willing to pay the nearly $4 million on Mattis's contract for that pick, is that a? I mean, I'm trying to dumb yeah, it down a little bit, but it kind of plays out that way, right? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. I mean, they, you know, they they DFA Mattis as soon as they they got him. I mean, they they, they basically paid, um, you know, close to. It ends up being when you look at the prorated portion, a little bit closer to the three million dollars uh, for not only this 76 pick in the draft, but the 
839,000 uh, extra dollars that you throw into your draft pool, which can allow for some flexibility. Uh, maybe, maybe the, you know, when you're taking your early picks, they've got now they got five of the first 80 picks. Now all of a sudden, maybe some of those those picks in between 40 and 80, if there's some guys that that have been uh, you know passed by because they were looking for more money, now the Braves have a little more flexibility to to take a guy, offer him more than uh, go over slot a little bit, uh, just because they've got the money to play with there. So. It, that flexibility. Not not only are you grabbing another draft pick, but it's it's the, the uh, financial flexibility that it provides you uh, when you're making some of these selections. And this is a practice that John Copalella has has uh, completed a few times uh, last year, and then again this year. We, we and you know, hey, look, the draft is coming up here in a little less than two weeks from now, and this may not be the last time we see him try to make uh, this kind of move. Yeah, it's, it's really smart, and it's a way to work this draft these days. And, and there has been talk that with that number three pick, depending on what the Braves do with it, maybe you save a little money on that pick and you have more for number 40, where in a draft with a high level of talented, high-risk high school pitchers, some of those high-risk pitchers could drop there to 40, and they can maybe get two guys that a lot of people thought maybe would be top 20-type picks. It'll certainly be interesting come draft day. It's going to be an exciting draft for the Braves for sure. All right, great stuff as always. That's going to do it for this edition of MLB.com Extras, our Braves edition. For Mark Bowman, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.